It's time for another great episode of the Ring Side Brand with your host from the hills of West Virginia, JD Justin Davis, and from Rochester, New York, this is Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle, Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you are up and running, printing official postage for any letter, package, anywhere you want to send. And... You'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup and drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com, new rate advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines easily to find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code P-O-D, that's POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type POD. P-O-D. That's stamps.com. Promo code POD. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Can't get enough wrestling talk? Well, check out Ringside Rant with top guys RJ and Justin, the kings of ranting. The new shows drop each Friday morning at 9 Eastern, and it'll take you back to the good old days of pro wrestling, but also the not-so-good days. Ringside Rant is available on all podcast platforms, as well as full press coverage, Visionaries Global Media, Wrestling with Johnners Network, and the Shining Wizards Network. You can also follow the show on Twitter at underscore Ringside Rant. It's Ringside Rant with RJ and Justin. New shows drop Friday morning at 9 Eastern. That's Ringside Rant with RJ and Justin. A couple of top guys doing top guy stuff. It's Ringside Rant. With RJ and Justin, new shows Friday mornings at 9 Eastern. There's a yellow rose in Texas. I'm going home to see. Though other men have held her, her heart belongs to me. You've traveled down some dusty roads. Slept out in the rain But this yellow rose is always here When you come home again She knows I've done some hard It's Friday, it's 9 a.m. You know what that means Another great episode of The Ringside Rant is with you this week 
I am the man with the magic voice, RJ. He is the man that probably just had a heart attack this afternoon because Cincinnati squeaked out a victory over Tulsa, Justin. Tulsa. Yeah, it's uh, back-to-back squeaks. Uh, but you know what? We're still undefeated, and I'll squeak all the way, hopefully, to the final four. We shall see. Well, well, don't. Well, you still have tomorrow too. You you still have uh, have to not have a heart attack yeah. tomorrow against the uh, Cleveland Browns. You know the in, Browns interstate. seem to they seem to be uh, Jerry Lawler's boys seem to be in a little bit of a rift up there. I'm hoping that the Bengals <laughs> can just uh, whip their ass real good tomorrow, but we'll see how it goes. It's in Cincy, and. Uh, uh, we're in all black, so we're ready to fucking dominate, I think, tomorrow. One way or another. But one guy that definitely dominates is our guest this week. Yes, we have a guest. I believe it or not. A Hall of Famer. Or soon to be Hall of Famer, we should say. He's the uh, one. Is, hold on. Is this a, a triple black belt Hall of Famer? Rumor. Well, potentially. I don't know. We'd have to ask him. But he mm-hmm. is the soon to be Hall of Famer. The one, and thank God, the only Pondwater Dave. Dave, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hi, RJ. Hey, Justin. Thanks for having me. Uh, thrilled to be here. Well, we uh, definitely a uh, short list of guests that we wanted to have you on because we wanted you to uh, chat about this match. We're going to be watching a little bit the uh, Kerry Von Erich and Ric Flair match from uh, May of 84 from Texas Stadium uh, for the 10 pounds of gold, which is so lovely above your right shoulder there. Thank uh, you. Those of you that can see this, uh, but uh, he has. And he's uh, in his full Dallas garb, Dallas Stars jersey rolling. He's just, uh, you know, the yellow rose of Texas over there. Look at him. <laughs> just look at him. Just, just just look at him. Isn't he pretty? I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm all like jealous now. I got all the figures over there and I got the. Actually, I got this up here. I don't know if I know Justin knows about this, but this is from Ad Free Shows up here. This has every person that was uh, guest on there. Uh, it has, I think it's David Crockett's on there, his autograph, Kurt Angle, That's... Jeff Jarrett. Um, actually, Did it was have... after it was the last day that. That's a heck of a piece there. Yeah. And I got a frame. I'm like, oh, I got to put that in a frame. But uh, last day, I believe you it was. Did get Pond Waters autograph? Well, we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that soon. <laughs> um, anyway, no, but Dave Silva, everybody's favorite, favorite big man. Check on Dave Silva. Check on Dave Silva. Uh, so he's like, hey, do you want this? And I'm like, sure. I thought it was just a regular, like a poster or something. It was all rolled up in, in, in a, with a rubber band. I'm like, oh, what the heck? I, and then I got up to the room and. Um, good close personal friend uh hoop uh said oh what's what is that i'm like oh okay i'll roll it out and sure shit all the signatures from all the hosts or co-hosts and david crockett's on there jerry lawler's on there i'm like i gotta get that framed and put that on the wall and but yeah so that's incredible that silva will do stuff like that i mean one time silva said hey i've got a shirt i've got a uh I've got an old shirt that belonged to Tony Schiavone. Anybody want it? I said, yeah, I sent it to him. And it's, it's, his, it's his Thunder shirt. It was, was was issued to him to wear on Thunder, a polo with the Thunder logo on it. So, yeah. Yeah, Dave does amazing things. One time he shit on Conrad's floor. So, I mean. Alleg- does- alle- I th- allegedly. I thought that was. Uh- no, he's cleared. 
He's clear. I thought uh, he was cleared. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know no, about it, that. Yeah, it was um, revealed that it was Cassio Kid. Uh, yeah, I think it's all work. And then he got yeah. shingles, so that you know, it's you know, it's 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 karma, right? Yeah. No, it was shoot shit. It was it wasn't work. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Dave. Maybe Dave's a shitter. I I actually had a uh, conversation with both Heather Silva and the great uh, Megan Thompson. The three of us discussed this topic, and I tried to get down to the root of it at Top Guy Weekend. And let me just say, I think I did, but um, I cannot disclose what I know. Oh, don't be that dick. Come on. I can't. It's it's top secret shit, pal. Pun intended. (laughs) 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 But anyways, we'll actually, we'll go to Top Guy Weekend now. Let so, me pull the curtain back. Let me pull the curtain back real quick. On, okay. On, when Conrad Thompson says something on one of his podcasts that somebody did, it might be amped up to 10 on the entertainment level, but but it happened. <laughs> I mean, there's something close to it happened. I mean, if you you just sometimes when we all get together, you just you, you hope that you're not that guy that's gonna get you're not gonna, no. you're not gonna be you're not gonna be the one. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that the shit was a work. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I I believe that the shit was a shoot. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> to go back to top five week, we could I, I we could talk about shit all day. But I mean, who am I? To, who am I to throw stones and cast dispersions on somebody that was overserved? <laughs> <laughs> so 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 to set this up, I'm going to set this up, and and we can and we can go from there. So. It was, I believe, I got in overserved or overordered. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I got in. I believe I got in Thursday more Thursday morning, and just kind of just shot the shit with everybody before everything got kicked off. And then somewhere along the line, I believe it was Friday night. I believe Dave, you came up to me, said, "Hey, if I if anybody asks me to do shots, stop me because I wasn't drinking. I haven't drank anything since the first of the year." So I'm like, okay, I'll help you guys out, whatever. Fine. So long story short, I totally forgot. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> I'm, so glad, t- I'm so glad, glad I could count on you. Yeah, it's right. all RJ's fault. The yeah. son of a bitch got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That that's it. That's it. It's a so, rib. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not that's not a work. Uh, oh. so, so long story short, we'll go longer, but uh all of a sudden I look back and I see Dave up there. I'm like, somebody's passed out up front. And I'm like, I don't know who the hell it is. It was, I'm like, it was a, t- it was a tiny guy. I'm like, I didn't think, I didn't think anything of it. So I'm like, I'm going over there and poking in the back of the head. I'm like, what the hell? I'm starting putting shit on your head. And I think somebody said, Hey, don't do that. Do that. It's Dave. I'm like, Oh, it is Dave. What the hell? I'm like, Oh, I got to respect my elders. I can't fuck with them too. Much. Oh. And I'm like, cause I was going to put like, Start put like, um, like plastic cups and do like a t- like a tear, and I'm like, ah, no, I can't. I'm like, I like him too much to mess with him. If it's Justin, then maybe. But um, well, when you pass out like that, then you're fair game. But I'm like, but the thing is, I've been and there I appreciate before. it. Oh yeah, but I'm normally the one that's. I mean, that guy that I don't know if y'all know Clint, Clint Stevens. 
Mm-hmm. Was, I, uh, I officially met him the top gay weekend. Yeah. And he sang, he sang friends in low places and he actually came down, sat in my lap and sang to me while I was asleep. <laughs> well, in 2008 in Charlotte at um, NWA legends, he passed out and he was laying in our um, hallway in front of our door. Was it too? Anyway, <laughs> we painted him. I mean, we took a marker and <laughs> he had like, lines shaved into his head and we colored them in with sharpie and we drew the dicks on him and of course and, and, I mean, and sharpie and i mean we got pictures and i once and had it, this happen to me when i was 19 years old and i had full girls makeup put on my face uh, a patch of hair shaved out of my leg uh, my toenails and fingernails painted all kinds of shit when I woke up. <laughs> and, for, oh, well, and, for, and for those of you that don't know, Justin has the hairiest legs, hairier than mine. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I don't even know. I don't even care. Well, um, Clint, Clint could have got even that night. He did. So, yeah. well, and, and this was the thing too. And I'm like, normally I'm like, okay, normally I'm that guy too, that I'm just blackout that I don't remember. Like, what was it? We'll just say one night in Puerto Rico at a wedding. I don't remember about six hours. So case in point, why a, I didn't drink liquor from that point on, but regardless. Um, and then we're like, um, who was it? Who was the security guard there? Justin, was it Atlas? It was Atlas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Atlas comes up and we're sitting there it was me, Justin, um, Anthony. Yeah. And I started talking to Atlas cause he wanted to bring Dave out of there. And I was like, no, I got it. We got, I was him. like, I said, Let's not make a scene. Let's wait till the show's over. We'll get him out of here. He's like, okay, you got him. I'm like, yeah, I got him. So then the well, you show know I ended- bought those guys dinner. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know it until next day. <laughs> look, at, look, I got a charge from Uber Eats. And I'm thinking that credit card was on at the bar. There's no way. And I asked, I said, did anybody know did I call and get Uber Eats? And they said, um, I said, yeah, you bought out the security hamburgers. <laughs> so, yeah, I said, I got him. Wait till the show's over. So the show ended. And then here we go with this. Well, it felt like a war mission of dragging Dave from that uh, showroom through the hallways up to his room to get to the elevator. Every room we passed, Dave wanted to go piss in there. I'm like, nope, can't go in that room well, to piss. That's not a bathroom. We got to keep going. Well, we... but first we had to figure out what what freaking room well, you're in. Yeah. So then I'm like, it. okay, screw it. I'm like, you guys, I think it was, was it us? It was us three or was there a fourth? Pyres. Py- Anthony Pyres. Pyrus. Uh, yeah. Pyrus. Well, Pyrus. Pyrus. I'm sorry. You got, you, I got yelled at last time for not pronouncing his name properly. So. Hey, uh, Pyrus. Um, well, you gotta ask. You'll have to ask Justin because everything. I mean, I'm just. This is like an episode of, of of Dude, Where's My Car? Y'all were filling in the blanks for me. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, then we get him going through the hallway. We get him into a bathroom where he proceeds to piss for at least five minutes straight. We should you he, not. <laughs> like I, I swear he, to God, I'm he like put his head up against the the wall and leaned and just leaned there. He did, and he did one of these. Forever. He puts his arm against the wall. And I'm Let, like, let's just say this: the Honky Talk Ultimate Warrior match at WrestleMania three lasted <laughs> a lot longer or shorter than this fucking piss. That well, it was a testament to how much I drank. 
<laughs> well, we're just surprised that you had that much piss in your bladder. It's like, holy crap. I, uh, but but I, got, I need to give you guys what your clickbait needs to be to promote this episode. You can call it the night that Palmwater Dave slept with half the AEW roster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, li- literally, sure. literally, because we have what well, there's pictures you're taking with what Orange Cassidy, uh, John, John Silver, yeah. John Silver, yeah. and uh, Preston Tag Teams, yeah, and then was there a third? Had I can't get used to calling him Preston Vance. I've known him as Cody Vance for so many years. Well, we're, so, right, and that's and everybody's calls him Ten, which he's he's ready for a breakout, man. He really is with AEW, I think. But that's but that's I'm I'm, I'm I'm big on that guy. He's a, he's a good dude, though. He's a real good dude. But um, then we got him up the elevator into his room, where I just kind of picked him up like a little baby and put him in his bed and he just curled right up in there and started going to sleep. Well, And we, and we put him face down too. So we didn't like, <laughs> we didn't put him on his back. So he'd like, if he vomited, it would like go, he'd like suffocate or something on his vomit. But, um, and then, uh, what was it? The next I'm morning. Good. I, I'm, I'm physically unable to vomit, to vomit. It's, it's physically impossible for me to vomit. Well, really? Yes, I had the stomach surgery to cure my acid reflux. Oh, okay. I'm like, is that a shoe or is that a Yeah, <laughs> no, that's the, that's the truth. And trust me, when you wake up with a hangover, if you'd have thrown up, it would have been a lot better on you. Oh, I've been, well, I think we've all been there at one point. Uh, but uh, was it next morning? Well, that was, that happened Friday. So Saturday morning, everybody's down, down at, uh, I think Kurt Angle was the first show. And uh, and Saunders Power Dave to the biggest pop, everybody Stand, a standing ovation, standing ovation. <laughs> it was a standing and out. you kind of do the you kind of do the Princess Diana wave and to the he table. Got one you of went. the biggest pops of the day, and Sting was there that day, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, and uh, was it Mike Hoop? He's like, dude, we got to give him food. We got to give him crackers. We got to give him something. So I believe he took you to uh, one of the restaurants or something, gave you like breakfast, got your breakfast and stuff. And because you just, you, uh, and I'm sure you felt like dog shit too. But as the yeah. day went on, as the day went on, it got worse. Yeah. And well, um, once you got moving, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I started out and then it just, it, it started snowballing on me. And, the hangover was the hangover was kicking in, and uh, you know the day before that Friday. Um, well, go back to Thursday. I worked all day, mm-hmm. then traveled. I got into Chicago. I got to, I finally got to the hotel pretty close to one o'clock in the morning, and Conrad and them were in the green room, and I stayed down there with them till pretty close to four. So I was exhausted, and then I only slept a couple hours and got up, started the day. And then a drink. <laughs> so it all caught up with me. So, uh, always does and, though. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, is I'm not, I don't drink enough to keep any of them in business, but when I drink it's zero to 60. And when people, you know, if they're offering them to me and then once I get a few in me, then look out and I'm 10 feet tall and bulletproof. And I know I was responsible for, well, at least I was involved with me, you, and Mike Hoop had a shot together. I remember. Casio started it. Casio yeah. came over and bought us, bought the first round. Uh, so it's <laughs> once it, so it all comes back to Casio. 
Yeah. That's what it boils down to. I think that's that's what I gathered out of that. But but, but anyway, a lot so, of trouble has started with Gassio. But y'all will never. And I appreciate y'all taking care of me. And I'll assure you, nobody will ever see me in that condition again. Well, it's it's my personal experience is you learn and you, you learn to move on. You you don't not to do that again. And like I said, and I haven't been. I haven't had a drop since January one and keep going strong. And the willpower is there. It's been tough, but at the end of the day, you got to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, well, here's what it was with me, with you, Dave. Um, you know, I met you years ago at Loki big hog weekend. Um, and so I just felt like that, that friendship where I'm like, you know what, Dave needs help. I'm going to help him out. So. Well, I appreciate that. Now, if it would have been someone like Money Mike, I would have let him sit there. But, you know. Well, we'd still be sitting there and him <laughs> asking questions and stuff. <laughs> but I hate that. I, and I'm not. I mean, if, when I woke up, couldn't remember anything. I was just worried that I, I that I said something to somebody that would piss them off. Um, I, that, that I worried about. Um, but from what I hear, everybody told me that I didn't make anybody mad. No. I, not everybody that I everybody was amused. I, I don't remember. You know, I was worried about Conrad. Conrad thought it was funny. He said, Conrad tried to get Tony Khan to take a picture with me, and Tony Khan wouldn't do it. Then <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> so, I mean, everybody, I'm sure that, and from what I understand, there's more pictures out there than what I've seen. Uh-oh. So, but, it, you know, it, I got the greatest Orange Cassidy picture in the history of wrestling pictures. For sure. Is so it, I'm going to print was... it out. I'm going to print it out and get him to autograph it for me, and it's going to go on the wall. That's the best part of the situation is that picture right there was definitely the best picture of the whole weekend, without a doubt. Without yeah, you can, get, you can get like Schaumburg or something to do a print in like different color and get that, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if, if Top Guy Weekend goes on and on, that picture will be legendary for the first Top Guy Weekend. Well, I, my, 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 uh, my ploy to if, honestly, if Conrad is listening or anybody with AFS is listening, we need that to be the AF or the Top Guy Weekend official shirt for next year. In no the, in, the, in in the style, and make of, it make it look like uh, the Hangover, like and then Hangover Two. There like, you go. You, you know what I mean? Top Guy Weekend. Too. Yeah, give Dave a face uh, face tattoo like like uh, like Tyson. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm glad you brought up your your wall there, Dave. Uh, I, for those. We'll, we'll get pictures and we'll put we'll post them. I'm sure you have done that numerous times, Dave, but. Oh yeah. Um, how between that was David's trunks and yes. then you got belts on top of belts on top of pictures and you got designated well, is, WCCW. That's a WCCW, WCCW wall, correct? Right. And I just put the NWA title on that peg there. Um, I normally keep that belt on my Ric Flair wall, but I moved it since our, since our topics carrying Flair, I just moved it for this podcast. Normally the uh, Missouri championship sits up there because all three of the Von Eric brothers held the Missouri championship, which which was a huge deal. What's so amazing to me though, is those David Von Eric tights. David Von Eric died in 1984, right? Is that the correct year? Correct. It was Um, uh, May. May 6th. Yes. February. No, no. David died. In this February. was May 6th. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. February. So in February of 84, that was a long time ago. 
And not too many people now who are wrestling fans know who David Von Erich was. Um, those of us that have seen his matches know that he was probably the best of all the Von Erichs, including his dad. Um, but for you to have his tights, man, that is some really special shit. I fell into it. Um, and Conrad helped me out with, um, he, cause he knew who to call. And, um, we knew they were going to come up on a high spot, um, high spots auction. Jimmy Garvin was going to be on. He's raising money for charity. He had some stuff. And, um, when I found out it was the yellow tights, because that's what I identified David with. David wore the yellow tights Christmas of 82 mm-hmm. when he went, when he helped Freebirds with win the six man title. And then he wore them all through his Jimmy Garvin feud. He threw, um, he was in a matches with six mans with the Freebirds in them. He wore them all the way up to Labor Day of 83. And that's when Jimmy Garvin got them because that's when their program ended. But Jimmy Garvin got that. Um, and there's a David Von Erich t shirt over here that I don't even remember David Von Erich having merch. First wrestling t shirt that was available to us was Bad Street USA. Now, I would not have bought that shirt either at the time, but. But he had it. It was one. It was his personal shirt, David Von Erich T-shirt, and uh, and he also had a cigarette lighter. That um, they used to have these cigarette lighters that uh, Fritz Von Erich. They'd give them out uh, if you bought a program. It had a lucky number in them, and there'd be a drawing. And if you were an adult, you'd get a, a cigarette lighter that says "Stolen, stolen from Fritz Von Erich" or "Wrestled from the Von Erichs." Or, and they do these zip and they're Zippo lighters. Yeah. So, uh, but Fritz kept a bunch of them. And like he would, he would give, he would actually give, you know, give them to people like a business card. And he kept a bunch of them in his, um, in his desk. And Jimmy Garvin said that Fritz, Fritz reached in his pocket and gave him that one. So, I mean, it, according to Jimmy Garvin, that's one that Fritz used and it's not a brand new one. And then you can tell it's been used. It's nice mm-hmm. simple light. I mean, so yeah. I've got that. But the thing was, is I knew what my all in price was and Conrad said, shoot your shot, get, put me in contact with the guy. Cause the idea was we're going to try to get these before they go to auction. Because I was afraid if they went to auction, they'd get ridiculously high. Right. Because I, there was, I had opportunity to bid on his black rain jacket that had the, had Texas on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, his son, Kevin's son-in-law had the jacket. Uh, Kevin had the jacket. His son-in-law was the online presence and they, put it up for auction and I stayed in it till $7,500 and I had to drop out. That's all I could do. And, uh, but that jacket is in the uh, Texas, um, Texas wrestling hall of fame, the the pro wrestling hall of fame in Waxahachie, Texas. Oh yeah. That, yeah. The guy that owned it, let him put it in the hall. He's got, he loaned it to him to put it in the hall of fame. Well, I mean, and your, we were talking about your flare wall earlier. That is amazing too. I've seen it as well, and it's quite a collection. I have a question. I, this is kind of all script of our of our thing here, but sure. Um, what made you become? Because you're a Texas guy, you know, grew up a Von Eric and you know Michael Hayes and those guys and all that. What made you become such a fan of flare? The first match I went to. It was Kerry Von Erich versus Ric Flair, two out of three falls, August of 82. I'd seen a promo the night before 
where Flair came out. I didn't know any of these people. My brother was watching it. I was teasing my brother about watching. And um, Kerry had a training match, and they drew at random who the tra- who you were going to train with, and he got Kevin. So Kevin would put his hands up like this. Kerry would drop kick the hands, and they were. And Flair came out and said, "Hey, Von Eric." Hit him in the mouth because that's what it's going to be like with the when he's in there with the world champion. And I'm like, who is this guy? You know, he was so annoying with the bleach blonde hair. And, mm-hmm. you know, in 82, it was just long blonde hair. Um, so then later on that night, Flair's training match was with Brian Adias. And then my brother explains to me that Brian Adias is the Von Eric's friend. And Flair's in there in this training match, using him up. Mm-hmm. And my brother's hot. And I thought, I'm, I'm amused at how my brother's reacting to this. And the and the card was, this was on Saturday Night Wrestling. And the card was Sunday night at Reunion Arena. And I told my brother, I said, if you clean my room up for me, I'll take you to that tomorrow night. Because I knew on Sunday, I couldn't get out of the house until my room was clean. And uh, my brother went in and cleaned it spotless. And I had no intention of taking him. <laughs> Cause I would be known to do crap like that to my brother, but because he's eight years younger than me, but my mom said he did it and you're going to take him. So we go down there and we get tickets and we're on the very last row at the very top of reunion arena. And I don't know who any of these people are. And Ted DiBiase was on the card. Uh, King Kong Bundy versus Harley race. Oh, wow. I didn't know who those guys, I didn't know who they were. David and Kevin, I could have told you which one was which against Kabuki and the Dragon. But as the night went on, I was getting more and more into it. And then we get the main event, Ric Flair, Kerry Von Eric, two out of three falls. Brought in a special referee. Referee was a little over-officious. The emotion got to me that Kerry's getting screwed. Fritz even comes out and beats up the referee after it's over, punches the referee. But my head's coming off. And I'm yelled my throat out to the point where I'm coughing up blood because I, my throat was so raw from yelling. I was hooked. So you fast forward to the match we're going to watch today. And Kerry Von Eric finally defeats Ric Flair. And a light goes off in my head that all this time I haven't gone to see Kerry beat Ric Flair. I haven't gone to see Kevin try to beat Ric Flair. I haven't gone to see David try to beat Ric Flair. I've gone to see Ric Flair because mm-hmm. he was the constant. And once I saw it, it was like, oh, okay. And I realized that Flair was the straw that stirred the drink. And then the expansion into TBS, I bought my first VCR so I could take Georgia Wrestling to get Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair promos. And I, that's where the fandom really – because. I found out that it wasn't, and it really became apparent when the when world class pulled away from the NWA, and Reunion Arena went from bringing in eighteen nineteen thousand when Flair was there to bringing in six thousand when it was just the Von Erickson Freebirds as the main event. Yeah, and so I wasn't the only one that was disappointed that Flair wasn't coming to town anymore. So what started out what started out as wanting to see my hometown guys shut this guy up and take the title. Once I saw the title, I realized what was bringing me. Gotcha. Awesome. Thank you. So uh, we took some listeners questions. Um, 
on Twitter, and uh, we have a few that I wanted to just to touch on before we we get into this uh, watching this great one of these one of the better matches that they've had, uh, them being Ric Flair and uh, Kerry Von Eric. Um, Devilish Devin Dowling uh, wanted to know if you ever worked a Von Eric's match. No, no, no. I didn't start refereeing until 2005. Okay, so so that's a no. No, it's a no. Hey, but, <laughs> but, 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 I mean, let's keep our fingers crossed. I'm coming out of retirement. I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm taking bookings. I'm booked for January, February, and March already. There you and, go. Uh, get I'm a that. referee. I'm get a referee it. again. So maybe I can get Ross and Marshall. Get with that. Yeah. I'll say get with MLW. And I'm sure there'll be, uh, I know they're, they're running uh, shows again. Obviously go, they're traveling more. So uh, Hall of Famer coming out of retirement. Yeah. So this when like edge. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, I, I, I retired so I could spend time with my grandkids and take them to wrestling shows because that's our bond. Yeah. So I took my grandkids to a wrestling show and I absolutely positively hate being in the crowd. Hate it. Felt, felt, <laughs> felt like I was doing something wrong. Felt less than. Yeah. Well, I know is you got to be you got to be better than that goddamn Doug Markham. I mean, I don't know, man. I've seen Doug Cassio Markham was clearly Cassio was clearly telling Doug that. To turn around, Doug, he's cheating, and Doug <laughs> couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I could have refereed that night too. I wish I'd had my stuff with me. Well, hey, why you could have? You could have just hopped in there and you know get a uh, get a referees match in there, get uh, kick Doug's ass, right? Milliken said. Uh, Milliken told me uh, he said you can referee. Just borrow one of the guy's shirts. And I said, well, I don't have my shoes. I don't have my pants. He goes, we're kind of loosey goosey here. It's not a big deal, and. You're not going to ever see me in a ring where my shirt's not tucked in. And I'm a referee I'm, today, Dave. I had my referee shirt on today doing some you? basketball. Oh, he's not, he's not a real referee. <laughs> don't don't yeah. let him fool you. Uh, but uh, one more question, then we'll get into this, uh, get to this show. Uh, James Locke wants to know uh, what was the craziest moment you ever experienced at a live wrestling show? whether it be working or uh, live in the crowd? Um, I was in the crowd. It was a Sunday night, a special Sunday night show at the Dallas Sportatorium. Um, there was no television there. I don't remember the circumstances that we had a special Sunday night show because normally Sportatorium ran on, on Fridays and Will Rogers Coliseum ran on Mondays. The Monday show was Saturday Night Wrestling on Channel 11. The Friday night show was taped every other week. And you get two episodes of the Channel 39 world-class wrestling show with Bill Mercer. So for some reason, there was a special Sunday night show. And Terry Gordy was wrestling Killer Khan. Oh, wow. And the matches were going. And Gordy comes out. And he's yelling and screaming. And he's, I mean, out of his mind. It was just crazy. Yelling, oh, mf I got something for your ass tonight. And, I mean, he's just – he's walking around the ring, and something's not the same. And Killer Khan and Akbar come out, and Gordy goes after him and starts beating on him, and he grabs a chair. And they weren't like the fold-up chairs you see today. These were the wooden chairs, and, I mean – it wasn't like Mick Foley handcuffed and the rocks wearing him out with real shots. This was 
my God, he's wearing this guy out. But he's really beating him with his chair. And Khan's trying to get away from him. And Michael Hayes, the, the referee had thrown this out. But Terry Gordy starts going up into the crowd. And when he – I'm not saying that he walked up the aisles to go into the crowd. He was stepping – because the, the sportatorium seats are bench seats. He's stepping over the benches. People are clearing because he's just yelling and hollering and cussing. And Hayes is trying to get him to calm down take him to the back. So I've always believed that Gordy was just drunk or he wasn't, he wasn't, he, he partied too much. This wasn't on TV. They weren't doing an angle. I'd say there's a high possibility of him partying too much. So it was crazy, but he beat the living shit out of Killer Khan. <laughs> and it was like, I'd never seen Killer Khan in retreat mode. Yeah. This didn't feel like, hey, this is all, you know, we need help from the back. No, this was Jesus, Michael, get him and calm him down. And it was crazy. I mean, just absolutely nuts. And I tried to ask David Manning about it, but you get David Manning, give you, give, I mean, bless his heart, he still gives you a lot of kayfabe, kayfabe answers. And I, and I love him for it. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, Justin's favorite listener, Money Mike, wanted to know. I'm glad you brought up uh, oh. David Manning. Um, is what were your thoughts on the uh, David Manning Zoom that we had? I believe that was last month. Yeah, I loved it. He I is such, he's such a great yeah. storyteller. I, I it's, it was probably the first. I would think it would be the first of a couple, at least few more times that uh, Conrad will have him on or whomever's in charge of the bookings, but. Uh, I hope so. I usually like anymore with these. I, I usually just listen and don't ask questions, but I definitely wanted to jump in and ask a question to Mr. Manning. And I got one in um, about Gino and what boxing gimmicks he could have got if he would have went to WWE in 87 or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was an awesome one. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. He, um, he tells a lot of good stories. I think he embellishes a lot. I think he can't remember a lot of things. I mean, because there was some stories he told that if you wanted to be that guy, you could say, no, that's not what it was. But, I mean, but he's doing the best he can. And he's still – but I, he, he's always – he's always said that Kerry didn't get to hold the belt as long as he was supposed to. Yeah. And uh, I think this was one of the, your questions, too, that, that is about the rain being so short. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always, I always believed that Kerry was only good. when he lost it that quick. That that's the way it was supposed to be. It was like we're going to let you be champion for David, short title reign. Well, David Manning's always said that that's part of the, the tension that Fritz had with the NWA is because they took the belt off of Kerry so quick. He was supposed to have a longer reign. Well, I've never really believed it, but Ric Flair was telling stories in the green room. And he was just talking about Kerry Von Eric. He said, yeah. And then they told me I had to take the title back off of him. And I said, well, what? We just gave it to him. So Flair was under the impression. And if I think he said that he'd already planned to take some time off. So it really surprised him. He had to take the belt back off of Kerry. So I've heard over the years that Kerry's supposed to have it longer. And I've never really believed it. And, um, but when I heard Flair say that, and Flair didn't have, I mean, it wasn't being asked questions about it. He just shared the story. 
Now I believe that Kerry was planned to be the champion longer and just wasn't. And I couldn't honestly tell you, I don't, I don't think it was because he hadn't built a reputation for being unreliable at that point. In, um, in, in 80, in 84, you mean? In 84. No. Yeah. yeah so, I agree. He hadn't. I don't know. Was, if, that was more towards later on before he went North. Right. Right. I mean, we could talk about his, we can talk about his title reign. He was champion for 18 days. And I mean, we talk about the matchups. Maybe he didn't draw good as a champion. Maybe there was some disappointment because he spent most of his championship reign in Florida. I mean, he won the title on the sixth. On the seventh, he was in Fort Worth against Terry Gordy. And then on the eighth, he was in Muskogee, Oklahoma against Terry Gordy again. Then on the 11th, he was at the Sportatorium against Flair in Dallas. And I believe that match is available on the network um, or Peacock. On the 12th, he took on Flair in San Antonio. On the 13th, he took on Mike Rotundo in, in um, Ocala, Florida. For, for you young people, Mike Rotundo was also Irvin R. Shyster, Michael Wall Street, Bray and Bo's daddy, Barry Wyndham's brother-in-law, Black Jack Mulligan's son-in-law. This boy could wrestle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Mike Rotundo was also a fan favorite. He wasn't a heel at the time. He was a baby Florida, face. Yeah. He's a baby face, Florida champion. I would love to see Kerry Von Erich Mike Rotundo match. Um, then on the 13th in Orlando, he took on superstar Billy Graham. Billy Graham was still a big deal in 1984. Still had a nice physique on him. He, um, he wasn't falling apart yet from, from the years of steroid abuse. He still had a few years left of working in WWE. Yes. And then on the 14th, he took on Cowboy Ron Bass in Palm Beach. Ron Bass, Southern champion. Um, in that match, he won by DQ. Um, but also on the 14th – no, I'm taking it back. On the 13th, he had uh, Billy Graham in Orlando. On the 14th, he had Ron Bass in Palm Beach. But also on the 14th, he got Billy Graham in Fort Myers. So on the 13th, he defended the title twice. On the 14th, he defended the title twice. Then on the 16th, he did Billy Graham and won by DQ in Miami. On the 18th, he had Billy Graham again in Lake City. The 19th, Ron Bass by disqualification in Tampa. Then he went to Japan, a very, very brutal match, and I encourage everybody to go on YouTube so you can find it, against Jumbo Taruta. Two out of three falls, and it went to a draw. They both had one fall each, and it went to a draw. Then on the 23rd, Ric Flair beats him two falls to one. So, yeah, I mean, he, in 18 days, he, he was, did a lot. He was traveling. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen defenses in 18 days. Jesus, well, do you think that's what really kind of put a, a bug in the ear and saying, "Hey, it's maybe he didn't draw in. Maybe he didn't draw in Florida." Butch Reed did, right? Well, I yeah. think so. Speaking of, Butch Reed was the opening match on the Parade of Champions card. There you go. On this episode, Butch Reed versus Chick Donovan. But uh, so to set that up, we'll transition over to to this match. So if any, everybody wants to watch along, go over to season three, episode 20 of WCCW. Uh, I'm going to be at the seven minute and 32nd 
time stamp. We're going to go that far? Okay, let me let me move up because at 7.14 is when they were about to announce Flair. I got I, I had it where the entrances are. Yeah, I got I got it right where uh, Flair's coming out and that uh, that gorgeous, I believe that's blue. Okay. Oh, is, oh, but while you're getting there, let me let me bring back what I was saying about maybe Carrie didn't draw good in Florida. At that time, Eddie Graham was still the promoter in Florida. Eddie Graham was big time in the National Wrestling Alliance. Uh, so maybe Eddie Graham made the call and said, hey, the kid's not drawing. And yeah, maybe he that was, could have been it. Yeah, it could and have, I, could and have I, been and, a number of things. And I'd like to know where Flair went after Florida because maybe Flair was fixing to make another run back through Florida. Yeah, it could have been any any number of things. You, and you were talking about what Flair was coming. That was at the at Top Guy weekend, right? And you said in the green room. Yeah, he came to visit, and um, he was there to visit with um, Conrad, and um, he was telling stories. Well, was that before or after you said you uh, that Jeff Jarrett blew up? <laughs> it's after. Oh, okay. It was after. Okay. I, I, hey, I just hey, want clarification. Hey, y'all, let me, let me, well, let's, let me clarify. But my question to Jeff Jarrett wasn't supposed to be, I wasn't, hey, Jeff, you remember wrestling Tully Blanchard 2005? Did he blow you up? It was more about the style. I would, Les Thatcher told me that Tully Blanchard blew Jeff Jarrett up on purpose. Jarrett was not used to wrestling that style of match. And Tully Blanchard, it was more of an assumption that Tully Blanchard did something that you wouldn't have normally done to mess with him because Tully Blanchard is in such good physical condition to this day, he's still in good physical condition. So it wasn't as, it was just, I got too excited. And the way I asked it was very insulting instead of, I really didn't get the answer that I was looking for. And I'm never going to ask that question again, but, <laughs> but and of course, Conrad tells the story and it was turned up to 10, but it is what it is. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I'm a fan of Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's never been a fast forward button to me. Jeff Jarrett wrestled at the Sportatorium. I like Jeff Jarrett. And when I saw Jeff Jarrett do things grow, I mean, the same with anybody that came through world class has a special place for me because I remember them then. It all ties back into my fandom. Hey guys, the man with the magical voice, RJ, here with you just for a quick moment to tell you about a great sponsor, Every Plate. If you like food like I do, this is the go-to for meal kit orders. Not only is it one of America's best value meal kits, but the recipes come together in about 30 minutes. Definitely faster than going down the street to the grocery store getting all the ingredients, coming home, putting them together, and then eating them. It takes forever to do that stuff from scratch sometimes. But with every plate, uh-uh. Not only are they fast and easy to make, but they also come with easy-to-follow recipe cards and pre-importioned ingredients so you can spend less time prepping and cooking and, quite frankly, spend more time enjoying the good food with your family and loved ones. Every Plate offers a changing menu of 14 recipes per week featuring a range of flavors and ingredients so you'll never, ever be bored again. But quite frankly, and let's be honest, the affordability of these easy meals means more money left 
over to spend with your family on summer vacations, on concert tickets. Pretty much whenever you purchase anything from every plate, it's more money in your pocket that you can spend on your family and loved ones. It's it's common sense, folks. But here's the real important part, guys. Head over to everyplate.com and enter the code RINGSIDERANT199 to get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal. Just go to everyplate.com and enter the code RINGSIDERANT199. It's pretty simple, guys. My family loves it. My family loves me cooking every night. And with every plate, I can do that and save money at the exact same time. So head over right now to everyplate.com and use the promo code RINGSIDERANT199 to start saving today. Thanks to our friends over at everyplate.com. All right, so we're about to watch this phenomenal match. This is one of many great matches that they had between Kerry Von Erich and Ric Flair. This is coming to us on May the 6th of 1984, 70, or in front of, I should say, 45,000 fans at Texas Stadium. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, that is the original Jerry Dome. Before Jerry was there, of course, but... Uh, in uh in was sterling texas right or Ar- Ar- irving, irving, irving excuse me excuse me um but uh, this is for the uh nwa heavyweight championship 10 pounds of gold uh so we are at let me go over here we are at seven minutes 30 seconds and uh dave if you want to do the honor of uh counting us down all right we're gonna we're gonna we're fixing to have a great time watching this match we're gonna do that in three Two, one, play. All right, so I'm not. Where gonna... is the nature boy in those that baby blue robe, that classic baby blue robe, which I love? That's the Starcade robe. Yep, that's the Starcade robe. He comes out here in his baby blue tights, which I always love, Rick, in the baby blue tights. I just feel like it goes good with the blonde hair. Everything rolls with it. I like, I like it. I want to point out that he's coming out to no music. I know. I noticed that too when I rewatched this. There's no music for him, but there is for Carrie. And yeah, that. But yeah, but the, the the music that the Peacock Network has put on there is horrible. Yeah, I it's thought not, I noticed that. And and I'll show. I'll tell you. I'm, I'll give you the the narrative of it in just a minute when 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 it when it comes time. So Dave, where were you sitting here? I was in the lower bowl. Um, I'm going to say I was probably 20 yard line. Yeah. In the lower bowl. He's, he's that woman in the, uh, the so kind of like over there, where, over there where we see those fans right now over there in that yeah. lower bowl. I'm on that area. side. Yeah. No, no. I want to say that I'm on the hard cam side. Oh, okay. so yeah. Okay, so you're, okay. I'm turned around. I'm on the same side that Kerry came out, that they came out of the tunnel. Right. At okay. The, so at about yeah. the twenty-yard line. Okay. So, how old are you at this time? Eighteen. Okay. I just graduated high school. Yeah. Was you just, um, at eighteen? Were you, Flair, the, were you the same height as you are now at eighteen? Or did <laughs> yeah. To, did you still have to grow to get to that gigantic okay. proportion? Before Carrie came out of that tunnel, the song "Tom Sawyer" by um, Yeah. 
Rush had come on and I it came, you know, and then it cut off after the modern day warrior part and there was silence. And then Tanya Tucker's Tanya Tucker goes, when, when I, I die, die may not go. I just, oh, I'm getting chills telling you about it. <laughs> and then Carrie came out of the tunnel. So Texas, when I die is playing right now, not this crap. That's but, out here now. Yeah. And I understand why they do it, but it's, if WWE ever fails, I'll giggle because it's such a crime not not, not hearing letting it. us hear the music. Yeah, I actually I watched mean, this on um, not on the Peacock. I watched it on a different thing, so I actually did hear the the original music. And that it. music is like I said, I got chills telling you about it. I yeah. still remember this, and and it was hot. Oh my god, it was hot and miserable that day. Well, may of May, May, it's always going to be hot, hot in Texas. Well, in Texas Stadium, if it's hot outside, that stadium was an oven. Yeah. And in the wintertime, it was a freezer. Yeah. I, I went to one event in my life at Texas Stadium that was comfortable. I went and saw Garth Brooks when he did that NBC special where he flew across the stadium. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting above one of the entrances of the bowl, and – at the very top row. So somebody had the window open in one of the suites and it was sucking the air conditioner down on me. That's the only time I've ever been comfortable <laughs> at Texas stadium in my entire life. Carrie's got on this really uh, bright blue kind of robe. And it says in memory of David on the back with the yellow rose on the back of it. And he's wearing yellow tights uh, as well. He's wearing David's yeah. tights. Yeah. Yellow with the blue strap that David the blue started wearing on the side. Yeah, after he retired the yellow with the black strap that I have on my wall back here. Okay. Because hmm. immediately we started trying to figure out if Carrie was wearing those tights when I got them. Right. Yeah. Well, that would have been even more iconic then. Yeah. When I first started watching the match, I thought that, that the stripes were black, and then the closer I looked, I'm like, no, those blue. are blue. Yeah. Um. So here's the nature boy. David Manning is showing the 10 pounds of gold. Look at David Manning. That's one of the most unique referee uniforms you will ever see, Dave. I know. I've tried to, I've tried to, I've tried to mimic that look and promoters don't like it. Yeah. It just stands out so much. It feels like to me, it would take attention away from the wrestlers. Yeah. Well, but, but the thing is, when you have two guys like, uh, Carrie Von Eric and Rick Flair, you kind of really don't pay attention to the referee or well, anything else. You know it's just I mean? a bright red yeah. striped shirt with black stripes and black pants with a red stripe going down the side. Right. I mean, I would have wore it to the Bearcats game today, but I don't know if I want to wear it in there in the ring. Um, wow. A little, um, the stipulation on this match. Now, you got to keep in mind that Flair has been dodging the Von Erics. I mean, in 82, he escaped by, I mean, he, he escaped with shenanigans he got past kevin with shenanigans he got past david with shenanigans and david was really pushing the issue that flair always gets himself disqualified well in january flair talked trash about mike and david told him said there's the mike can mike can go in there flair said mike couldn't last 10 minutes david said yeah he can he goes "If, if mike can't last 10 minutes with you i'll never challenge you for the for the belt again so flair came in had a 10-minute match with Mike. It was incredible. He made Mike look like a million dollars. So David was going to get this title shot, and he was going to get to name the stipulations. And that stipulation was if Flair got disqualified, that the championship would change hands. So they were really driving that stipulation after David died that Kerry was going to get this match with David's stipulation. So 
you almost wondered if Flair was going to get disqualified, and that's how the belt was going to change hands. Because mm-hmm. they were just – also, there's going to be shots where you're going to see the stadium doesn't look to have that many people in it. Yeah, You have to keep in mind, Texas Stadium, at capacity for a football game was 65000 and change. Well, this was yeah. like 45 that I saw, the one 40, I did the research. It's 42. Yeah. Okay, so then obviously it highballed it then, yeah. Yeah, and I think – but there was sheet 35,000 people there. And that's oh, yeah. you see how empty the one side of the stadium is. You got to keep in mind that the stadium's half full. Right. They're not even – the ring's not even on the 50-yard line. The ring's probably down around the 30. Yeah, because if they're mm-hmm. coming out of that tunnel down at the end there, they got to be somewhat – they're not going to go right down to the 50. Yeah, for Fritz's um, retirement match, the – the the ring was all almost down to the end zone. Well, how many how, how many fans did they have at Fritch's uh, retirement? They have not not this? this not this many. Not I don't know many. what the no. yeah. No. But the, uh, I'm the I've watched the match and you know what I like about this match though too, Ab, and I've watched a bunch of their matches. This one was kind of a quick, tidy, good match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It didn't go on for too long. Uh, I mean, I watched their Broadway. They had. Um, was it in Hawaii or something? They had one in oh. Fort Worth. Okay. I watched they had one in Fort matches. Worth Saturday Night Wrestling. That's the one that Flair talks about in his book. That they said Kerry had 104 favor, and right. he just wasn't in any shape to work that I night. watched their match in Hawaii, and I feel like it was a long match. Um, I watched their cage match they had. Um, this match is just real tidy and clean, I feel like, and well, good. They- the energy is very, very high in the stadium. Yes, I mean, that too. We're popping for everything, and it seems like Kerry's got to answer for everything Flair does. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to answer for everything. Um, you, uh, Flair, will just, he'll get a few things in, but then Kerry's right back. Yeah. In, in a second, we're going to see Kerry. We're going to see Kerry get. Look at Kerry sell though. Yeah, Kerry, oh, yeah. Kerry's selling very well. So I'm at uh, 15, 33, 34, 35, 36. Uh, 15, 40. And now Flair here. I'm at goes. 15, 40. Yeah, I'm just I'm yeah. a couple seconds ahead. But. Now look at that. Oh. Look at that. That's Kerry showing. That's Flair goes Kerry. up top. Did, but do you think at this time he was one of the strongest guys in the in the territory? Oh, yeah. Kerry, he, he's built like a freaking yield sign. I don't know that I've ever seen a better just pure looking body. Like Kerry's body doesn't look like he's on steroids or he's, you know, like a huge Hercules type guy. Kerry just, just looks athletic and fucking strong as fuck. But like he can see, play football. But even before he got on the gas, if you go back, and I'm sure Dave, you've seen it, obviously. He was just, he was built before he even got on the gas. Yeah. And we weren't talking about the gas at 82. Right. No. Right. Um, but yeah, but Carrie, Carrie was always a physical specimen. Kevin, Kevin was the same way, but he focused on his legs. They'd bring like bags of feed out of, of uh, and, and he would, he would do leg scissors to feed and bust the, bust the canvas bags open yeah. with his leg strength. I mean, Kevin had, Kevin had a nice upper body too, but his legs, I mean, it's just, that was, that was his deal. But no, this is a quick, like like Justin said, Dave. This is a quick, to the point match. You're not, you're not going to Broadway here because they've gone so many times against each other. 
Um, well, it's also 100 degrees. They probably right. couldn't. <laughs> well, well, no, yeah, that's also true. But even if they've wrestled those times in a lot of these venues. Look at oh, that. There we go. The sunset flip. Oh, oh. And Flair then, selling it Flair like selling hell. It. And three or two, excuse me, two. Um, but no, a lot of these venues, like like Dave, I'm sure you know, down here in Texas, it's 80s. There is no such thing as air conditioning. Yeah. So they're they're getting pretty goddamn hot, whether it be the sportatorium or well, sportatorium was brutal room. too. But yeah. but I mean, but also Texas Stadium didn't have a roof on it, so well, it just had the hole, right? Right. God God liked to watch his football team. Right, and then Jerry Jones bought it. I gotta imagine a sportatorium would have got hot as hell. The same, the hot in the summer, cool in the winter. It had, yeah. had fans. Like an oven. It was cold in the winter. You, you, I mean, you see fans wearing coats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, it's just. just it's, oh, and I know this. Just a referee note: David Manning just did this double down. Yeah, he yeah, did. I saw that. He got to seven really quick. And quit the count, but I mean, his double down count. I don't know if he was just excited that day. Yeah. He counted the double down way too fast. Now, Flair, he's gonna cut, go for his knee and miss it. I bet. Nope. Oh, no, nope. he got that one. No, it's not the Triple H need. Triple H always missed the knee. But no, oh, yeah, Flair, just... I got a feeling Flair will miss the knee here in a little bit. Now, do but... you think, is this, uh, <laughs> One of your guys' favorite uh, flare tight tights and uh, robe combo, the blue. It is for me. It's not my favorite favorite, but I like it. It's, it's my favorite's red. Thing. Yeah, I. I like <laughs> just, actually, just has a theory about that. <laughs> yeah, I have a theory that every time he wears red, he loses. But um, <laughs> look at that drop kick! Look at that drop kick! Oh. But tell me what your thought on this robe is, uh, Dave. That remember the white one with like the pink. Uh, yeah, the match, he had a matching headband for a while. Yeah, that one I love. Hey, look at this. He, he look at that, that abdominal. Who's selling? That's an iconic. It. That is an iconic uh, shot of this match too. Yeah. Every Union Arena for years, they had that. They had a shot of. They had a shot of that on the wall. Yeah. Look how hair, Flair's hair would just. Flop around when he does yeah. that. Yeah, feathered that hair, man. I'm jealous. Yeah, he had this white <laughs> one. The, I know which one you're talking about, Justin. He actually really like wore that. it. He wore it when they uh when these two wrestled in Hawaii. If you get on YouTube, there's a match of theirs in Hawaii. I'm gonna look for that. I don't think I've ever seen the white. Is it, it's is really it the, it's is good. It the feather is it the you said it was the white one it's, with the feathers? It's white with like really light pink writing in it and like. I think I know which one you're talking about. He didn't wear it's kind of an 80 or mid 80s one that didn't last very long, but it's land. really good. Now watch this. But he didn't wasn't a low blow though. Ugh. And now oh there it is. Hey. Is this uh That's this if, best, he slapped, if he slapped best. that on you, RJ, he could have got a lot of grip. Why no no slippery hair to deal yeah. with on top? It's all that sweat though. I don't know why they wouldn't have used this as a finish. I was surprised that they, they didn't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but now, do, do you think this is the best that the claw between them and the Blackjacks? Or, uh, uh, yeah, Blackjack Mulligan, Blackjack Lanza? Because they did the claw too, right? Yeah, Mulligan's, the, Mulligan's the, the spoiler. The, the, the spoiler and Mulligan's looked, looked brutal. Yeah. Vala Von Eriks did. 
because because I can't remember where where I was hearing it, but like different angles on how they did the claw. <laughs> some of them went up, some of them went down. Some you of them imagine went that. The Flair Baron Von Raschke, Von Raschke's with that side pinch looks yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Flair went up to the top and got caught. I can't believe that. Oh, oh that, that that's that's uncommon. That never happened again. You know. Oh, I bet he got upside down. Oh, hey. oh. Oh, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't go over. He falls. He down. didn't get over. Yeah. And oh, man, best to ever do it though. I'll tell you that he. It's just, and he keeps on going with that, grabbing that waistband and and bringing that knee in. Yeah. How do you how how now, hot do you think it's in this ring right now, Dave? Oh, it's got 120, 120, 120, 120. Yeah, Dave, can you tell us like? How what were the fans kicked, doing here? Like around hanging, you hanging on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging. And it, and it, now here, here we go, guys. Yep. Here's the finish. Here it is. Backslide. One, yep. two, three. Kicks the legs oh, around. Look at that pop. Look at that crowd pop. We couldn't believe it. And it, it was almost like you you it, there was like a just a brief second pause before the pop, though, because you couldn't believe that we just finally seen it. Yeah. And you're fixing to see wrestlers pour in the ring. The brothers. Well, that's. There first. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you that. There's Kevin. I, I know his brothers Kevin? come in first, Dave. Who else? Who are these wrestlers that come in? Because I was trying to kind of identify. I'll point them out them. to you. Okay. Uh, the little the little brother with the vest on was Chris. Is Kevin in the green there, or is that him and he in the yellow? Kevin's in the um, yellow. He's wearing the white pants and yeah, no co- no shoes. And, and the, and there the he is. Okay. cover yeah. up. There he is. Because they just came out of that bad street match. Yeah. The six man. Right, 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 right. Okay. So now you got right. Johnny Mantell and the guy with the black feathered back hair, kind of balding. Mm-hmm. And There's the Chris Adams, the guy with the suspenders is Chick Donovan. The guy, uh, there's Chris Adams. Uh, and the red, John, right? Red Johnny Man. Off. Yeah. Chris Adams. There's Iceman. Yep. That's Buck Rock and Roll Zoomhoff. Yeah, but that's who's Chick that, Donovan. Okay. That's Chick Donovan. The blonde-headed guy? The blonde-headed guy. With the suspenders, okay. right? That's 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 Wish Rick Flair. Yeah. <laughs> There's Johnny Mantell. This is when Flair tells him that I'll be back. I'll be back. There won't be no problem. You tell, yeah. your, you tell your dad that I'll be back. And then Carrie goes, you got it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. No, yeah. And Johnny Mantell is the brother of Kim Mantell, who was the booker. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Mantell had a really good time limit draw with Chris Let's Adams. See the once. replay here of the. Here it is. They go finish. in for a, a, a little reversal, and now we're going to go into a fire. What do you call that? Just a little backslide. Backslide. Little backslide yeah. You don't see that. And you don't see anybody winning with that anymore. To nowadays. Not very often, no. I think what no. it was a, a Cody beat uh, Aldis with that, or no, it was a roll up when he won the NWA, right? Normally, and, and everybody used to say that they made it simple for Kerry. He couldn't screw a backslide up. Try not to overthink it. I don't believe all that because no. the NWA title changed on easy, easy yeah. pins. I mean, they, they weren't big maneuvers. Um, so, there's still not a counter for a small package. 
No. <laughs> Schoolboy. No, not anymore. But now he now he's gonna put the Texas flag down and wrap it up with the title and all that stuff before he leaves. There was a pick we done missed it, but you could see that he pushed Chris Adams back and he held the belt and he was get he was posing for a picture with it. And it was a it was a um a wrestling magazine cover, but he was posing for Bill After. Oh, okay. So then you knew it. Because I've got the magazine, so I know what the picture looked like. <laughs> there you go. And when I was on the Jay-Z Flair show, uh, J.D. Hoop put me on that. Super speaking, speaking of a wrestling magazine cover, I showed you this at Top Guy Weekend, Dave. Yes. What match do you, is that from, you think? It could Flair is in his red and Kerry Von Erickson black. <sighs> It could have been one of his. They could have been in Missouri. It's from '85, so it's yeah. possible it was a Missouri match. It's possible um, it could have been for Watts. Uh, somebody shared a picture with me today that they saw Kerry Flair in um, 1985 here in Jackson, Mississippi. So yeah, Watts watched you. Watts always he put Kerry and Flair together. In the Superdome, and apparently he was going around the horn with him whenever he had Flair. Man, this got him over too as a huge baby face. He meets his mom and dad there; they're hugging him. He walks his mom all the way out of there. I mean, that's some cool shit. Everyone, uh, you know, that was done almost WWE style. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. had the drama, it had the family element, almost a la like Bret Hart and. Stu and Helen uh, or something. You could have done a show. I got it in. Hard, you I got it in somehow. Every but, freaking episode doesn't matter. But yeah, they they added some extra shit to just a match. You know, it was it was a big day. Um, I mean, people were hurting over David Bonner. Man, I I, I skipped school to went to his funeral. Did you really? Yeah, and I actually got into church. <laughs> Not too many but, people well, can say that, though. I mean, so wouldn't have been hard there. to squeeze in. <laughs> he, he was still the same size. He's still the same size. <laughs> but uh, I mean, tell you guys, it was just people were hurting over losing David. Yeah. And we knew that David was fixing to beat Flair. We felt it. And for this to happen and seeing Flair go down, it was just a huge day. But it was kind of to me. I, I relate it to when I went and saw Nolan Ryan pitch his five thousand strikeout. It's a huge buildup, but after it happened, there's. I mean, now what? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was just a letdown after it happened because there was so much anticipation. Kind of like it sex, ain't it, Dave? <laughs> yeah, a lot like it. <laughs> yeah, two, two, two minutes of work and fifteen minutes of crying. And look at the promo we have coming after that match. I was leaving my stuff on. Here comes Gino Hernandez selling oh, a hell of a promo. Out I, there. I, I paused mine. But... Yeah, Gino came out in a suit and nice tie, and he was ripping ass in the – do you remember that? You was there, right? Yeah, so... I was there. Oh, yeah, because when he came out, I, I asked the people next to me, I said, who's that? And they go, that's Gino Hernandez. Because like, oh, I knew Gino Hernandez. I'd seen him on Southwest with, yeah. it, with when Tully Blanchard turned on him. Right. All right. So we'll uh, we'll get a oh, the lovely sunshine. Get a 
couple of these listeners questions in here love sunshine uh, so. <laughs> sunshine on dave's shoulder makes him happy oh dude sunny days ahead uh so brandy brandy wagner wants to know dave uh, if carrie were alive today do you think he would be a mentor a teacher or an agent in today's wrestling and if so would he be good at it i don't think so I agree. I, mean, I don't think so either. I never got that vibe from him. Right. He didn't have a mind. I mean, he didn't do good. Kevin was the business side of it, especially through the Jeff Jarrett. I mean, when the Jarretts came in, mm-hmm. Jerry Jarrett came in. Kerry and Kevin were partners, but Kerry was a performer. Kerry, Kerry wasn't interested in that. And, and he just didn't see, I, I don't think he was one of the guys that really had a mind to want to do it. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Carrie, Carrie and Flair brought me to the dance, but Kevin versus Flair was a much better match. David versus Flair was excellent. Because that, that, that's probably not on the network. That's probably, you'd have to go like YouTube or something, right? You can find them. Um, no, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin versus Flair. Um, April. It, it'll be on an April 83 world class. Uh, it's the, the same show. It's the same show that um, Terry Gordy hit that fan. Oh, okay. The fan back a few rows. Yeah, that yeah. was at the Fair Park Coliseum. <laughs> I that's was there. The, I love that footage where he does. I that. was there. Boy, I was like, man, that's why you don't mess with Gordy. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kevin Von Erich had a, an excellent match with um, Ric Flair, and the rematch was supposed to be at the at the International Star Wars at Reunion Arena, and we got there and found out they announced at the beginning of the show that um, Ric Flair had lost to Harley Race. So Harley Race was there to wrestle Kevin Von Erich. And you didn't find out till you got to the show. And I was so disappointed. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's awesome to see Harley, but you wanted to see Rick. Right. I mean, you wanted, God, I want to say, because you just saw that Flair had escaped by the skin of his teeth in April against Kevin. You just knew Kevin had his number. But David was the one. I mean, that, that David David was the one against Flair. Yeah. I think Kerry Von Erich's better matches are against – I think he matched up better with Harley Race, honestly. Yeah, because he was bigger Braun versus Braun. And it's – and Kerry was my least favorite of the three. As a wrestler, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not disparaging him because he did so much and then went to the WWE and – Incredible yeah. athlete. And when you think about when you think about what he accomplished of, with one foot. Out of the three of them, he probably had the best look body-wise, everything. Carrie probably had that kind of that that look, but wrestling wise, he didn't have it as well as the other, you know, as well as, is as, well as David and Kevin. Yeah. You believe that David and Kevin were beating your ass. Yeah. And they were. <laughs> Um, thank you, Brandy. Yeah. She, oh, this, she's got, she, oh, she she's, got another one. Oh, okay. she's got two more. She, she, oh, she's got the money mic of questions this week. Brandy okay. can ask me as many questions as she wants to. <laughs> she, uh, her second one is this match is iconic, but it was not the first nor the last time Flair and Carrie would wrestle in each of our opinions. What was their best match together? Um, I'll start real quick, but um, Dave and I, we talked, you talked about this before Justin hopped on was the uh, Christmas day, 82 cage match 
at a reunion arena in Dallas. Uh, and that was even with uh, Michael Hayes' special referee. Right. Um, uh, I, I thought that was the – I mean, that was just such an incredible match. Yeah. I watched a bunch of them this week, um, and that was my favorite one. Uh, just because you have the drama, you have the kind of heel turn at the end. Um, you have the cage match. You got Flair getting a juice. Flair's in his red, which you know what that means. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole the whole match, I just really enjoyed that the most out of all of them, for sure. You got any other th- other than that, Dave? I saw him go. Uh, one hour uh, time limit draw in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't hate the match. I mean, to Flair Flair talked about it in his book, and he's talked about it in interviews that Kerry wasn't in any condition to wrestle that night. And um, I remember things that Flair said in his book that Kerry did, but they told us Kerry had a hundred and two fever, hundred three fever, but he insisted on wrestling. And I mean, they went. They called it an hour. It wasn't a full hour. But, I mean, it was almost, it was like 45, 50 minutes. And I drove over to Fort Worth on a school night. Was it a school night? They had cars back then? He don't remember if it was a school night because he skipped so many days. I'm trying to remember. (laughs) Yeah, this was a, this wasn't after the title match. This was, this was before. So I think in, I got to go over there that night and watch it. And um, it was a, I mean, it wasn't as bad a match as Flair described it, but Flair filled in. It made sense some of the things that Kerry did during the match that they sold it as that Kerry didn't feel good. But I mean, that's the one that, that's the match that Flair's most negative to Kerry about. Um, so those are the only two. I mean, they come to mind. You better check this Hawaii match out. I'm telling. I'm going you to. It. I will. <laughs> yeah. They wrestled uh, in W. I think I saw them wrestling WWE once, and it was. Uh, I was. Wondering, I was going to ask you that if they did. I was wondering yeah. if they did. And um, probably, I could, probably did on some house. Show. I would assume they do it on some TV taping. I would assume in ninety. They did. Ninety two. I, I would think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think. And I think uh, Flair won clean. I mean. I don't know he went clean, but he clear one. Clean <laughs> Uh So Brandy's last question is, uh, should Kerry be considered as one of uh, Flair's best opponents? I, I know Flair's had a lot, but should Kerry be considered in that shortlist? I think so. Just because they had a, lo- a good rivalry through the 80s and they had a lot of matches. And apparently uh, it was a great match because Watts was using them around his yeah. loop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't. Flair just made so many people look good that, I mean, if, if I grew up in Continental, maybe we'd be talking about was Brad Armstrong one of Flair's greatest matches, Ravels, because they were doing the same thing with the Armstrongs that they were doing with Von Erichs. I mean, Flair came in and made the local guys look like a million damn dollars. When but, I think of Flair 80s matches, though, I think of his Starcade match with Harley and Dusty and his deal with Terry Funk and Ricky Steamboat in the late 80s. And then this match right there in the middle of all of it. You know, this is kind of uh, you remember this rivalry. You remember this match. This sticks out more because Kerry took the belt off of him. 
at a time yeah. when yeah. taking the belt off of him was a big deal. Yeah. Now it's, and, uh, now it's like you don't but David, make any difference. I think David was a bigger rival because David took the Missouri championship from Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. I mean, David won the Missouri championship from Ric Flair. I mean, it was I mean, back then the Missouri championship was stepping stone to the NWA title. Mm-hmm. And when, when Flair dropped the, dropped the Missouri title and won the world title back from, from Harley. So you had, I think David was a better rival, but he didn't live and Kerry took the title from him. So that was more of a marquee matchup. And, and you'd hear Flair on, on, on WTBS in his promos talk about Kerry Von Erich. Mm-hmm. Because when he was still traveling champion, he he mentioned Von Erich. But quality wise, you could take Kevin or you could take David, and they'd be much more entertaining matches. Right. Well, without question. All right. So thanks to Brandy for those questions, and we're up to. Thank you, Brandy. Love you, Justin's Justin's favorite person. All right, I got to go pee, guys. The... Go ahead and read these questions. Oh, Jesus Christ! You know. One of these times he's gonna like not hold back next time he sees you and like punch you in the mouth and then he's gonna tax you or something for it. Just wear a uh, dapper, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but he asked uh his uh, first question. We already talked about the David Manning. Um is what are your favorite wrestling memories, Dave? Oh wrote them down. <laughs> we got to remember course, him though. Well, of course, Carrie. Well, I've got uh, several, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to draw a blank on on the when you push play. Right. But um, the cage match on Christmas. I'll always go back to that because that was shot heard around the world. Von Eric Freebird feud started. Um. Then there was the um, David beating Garvin making um, Sunshine and um, Jimmy Garvin the valet for the day. I love that whole thing. The whole program with Jimmy Garvin was excellent. Um, The Crockett Cup in New Orleans. Going to the Crockett Cup in New Orleans was incredible. Yeah, that's Uh, awesome you went there. I didn't know you went to that. Was that that at the Superdome? Yeah, it was at the Superdome. Yeah. Yeah. My little brother, we drove down there. I was um, 20 years old. My little brother was 12. My mom let me take my little brother to New Orleans when he was 12 years old. Proving what a horrible parent she was. <laughs> I'm out on Bourbon Street with my buddies, and he's riding the elevator at the Hilton or the Hyatt right across from the Superdome. Yeah. He's riding the elevator, meeting wrestlers all night. Well, so was, he was on Cloud Nine, anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but we had a great time. I was hungover, hungover horribly going to the daytime session of that. And then Back at the nighttime session, it was a, it was a good time. You know, one of the uh, themes of this show is uh, Dave's hungover. That's a title of the episode. <laughs> Dave is hungover, man. <laughs> uh, then in um, when Charlotte beat Oscar at WrestleMania in New Orleans for the streak, or that ended her streak, right? Yeah, ended her streak, and I mean, it was just I haven't popped at a wrestling match. Carrie Flair, Carrie beating Flair was the last time I popped that hard to rest the match that I was hundred percent bought in during that match. There was people chanting, let's go Oscar. And then I was chanting, let's go Charlotte. And then we were going back and forth, back and forth. And I just knew that I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to eat some humble pie because Oscar's going to, they're going to, Oscar's going to win this match. 
And when she tapped, man, I lost it. I'm out of my seat. I'm high-fiving my buddy. I mean, it was just that. You, you do that's, know my that modern, that's my modern-day moment right there. You just now uh, gave Money Mike what he's going to do is jack off now that he hears the answer to that question because you had to slide Charlotte into your best wrestling moments. And now he's going to listen to that back and forth for the next week and uh, play with his pud. So huh? get, there you go. He gave him let, something let, that, you know, let me help. Let me help him finish. Charlotte uh, is probably <laughs> the best. Charlotte's probably the best wrestler in the world. Male or well, there female. you go. Male or female. She's the best performer in the world. There you go. He finished. I think I just heard. Uh, him. I mean, <laughs> we could, I, I we, heard him. I heard him from Rochester. We would be hard. We'd be. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to argue against that. Yeah. Uh, and then I have um, my personal memory is I'm getting, getting the referee for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in Homa, Louisiana. Jax Dane defended the championship against um, Carson uh, Houston Carson, and. Uh, that's that's the highlight. That was one of the highlights of my refereeing was getting to get to stand in the ring and hold 10 pounds of gold over my head. And uh, they actually made me part of the finish. So it was it was it was fun. And, uh, and then uh, seeing Andre the Giant in person at the Sportatorium. When was that? What year? 83. OK. Oh, so before he before he went up north or was that? Yeah, he was on loan. He, t- he still toured. Yeah. He came in and he tag team with Iceman King Parsons against um, Akbar and the Super Destroyers. Was he yelling? Uh, was he wearing yellow tights and boots? I don't think so. I think he was wearing blue. blue. Yeah, he either blue did black. a lot of blue or yellow or red. Sometimes. I remember like blue and black. And- I remember seeing him and I, I mean, made a note of how how huge his hands and his fingers were. It was just yeah. he was he was so so large. He was such a big man. And the only other one wrestler that ever struck me like that was um, seeing Elegante in person in Fort Worth at Tarrant County Convention Center when he came out of the tunnel. And I'm like, I mean, you're, it was one of those moments like, are they carrying him? Because he was that tall. Yeah. Wow. Just, the, biggest, the biggest person I ever met was Vader. And I shook his hand and it was just like, and he's not nearly the size of those guys, but Vader just is a massive human. Yeah. Just meeting with so, him. was. I was so nervous when I met Vader. Yeah, I expected him to be a dick, and he was. Oh, he such, wasn't. No. no, he he said, "Hey, man, put on the helmet," and he put the helmet on me, and I got a picture of him putting the helmet on me, and he's <laughs> laughing while he's doing it. I bet Dave almost fell over with that fucking helmet all day. <laughs> uh, Probably, I would, I'd say so. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. I was his waiter when I was in college. I was a waiter in a restaurant he was eating at. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had me bringing him out some Coors Lights and put raw eggs in them. No and shit. Bring him out to it. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a story. Mm-hmm. Man, man. Well, man, uh, I, I don't. I don't, have, that, I don't have. I don't have any. We had any a question from last week, Dave. Is Mustadon and Mastodon in the same? You think that's in the? They are in the same. You know, genealogical pool. Oh, man. Moose is a different cat. He's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I like well, Moose a lot. Us. He dwarfs you. Well, but who well, don't? <laughs> I'll tell you who don't. Jay-Z, because fucking Dave put Jay-Z on his ass. Hey, I tried to do that to Dawkins. I've been talking shit to Dawkins forever. 
Yeah. So if I could snatch Jay-Z, I could snatch Dawkins, I could not snatch Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Dawkins has got a little bit more uh, uh a little bit more weight on him than oh Jay-Z. he's strong too. He he yeah. snatched he snatched me up. I thought he was gonna put me through a table. <laughs> Because he's asking Conrad, can we break a table? Can we break a table? Like, no, we can't. no, we can't break a table. You're not going to break, break the table. You're going to break Dave. That's what I was uh, thinking. But uh, no, Money Mike's last question, and I think we're going to have some fun with this one, is uh, what is your modern day comparison to Ric Flair versus Kerry Von Erich? Man, that was a hard question, and I gave it a lot of thought. And I, and I Because, I mean, how are you going to compare somebody in the modern day to Ric Flair? True. But I got you. Okay. Kenny Omega versus Christian. Omega's the champion. Right. So, so made, Omega made Flair. Made, Omega's Flair made Christian look like a million damn dollars, better than he should look, and screwed him out of the championship. Screwed him, kept him from getting it. Hmm. Not, the, not the impact one, but the AEW one. Right, I mean, right, right, right. You made you thought that Christian was going to do it, and he didn't. And there's the same vein is that, and Kenny Omega's been doing that with a lot of his opponents, is he's making them look like a million dollars before he beats them. And I, I'm not I'm not a huge Kenny Omega fan with the jazz hands, and but I got to admit what they're doing with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks right now, I'm into it yeah. until the bell rings. Until <laughs> the bell rings. That's until that's the bell rings with the Young Bucks. I mean, I love the Young Bucks until they get in the ring. And my only problem with the Young Bucks is they won't work a match inside the framework of the rules. And I'm not a fan of making – and if they were purposely putting the heat on the referee, that's one thing. But they're not purposely putting the heat on the referee, but the heat's on the referee. Because this man has gotten to the point now where he counts to five and he doesn't do anything. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's my problem is you're burying this referee because you want to get all your shit in and your shit might be good. I mean, it might be entertaining to some people. It's not. I'm so, I'm so impressed with FTR because they try to make it work within. The, when they even they cheat, they do it, and it, they don't make the referee look bad because he just missed it. Right. So, but I love what they're doing is heels, the, the heel bucks and the heel Omega, and when Omega's work in the ring now is is shine up your opponent, and then beat him, or screw him. And I love it. I love what they're doing with it right now. And I, if you'd asked me a year ago, I would have not mentioned Kenny Omega. And I'm not saying that Kenny Omega is in the same line as a Ric Flair. Ric Flair's greatest of all time. Nobody's ever going to do it like he did it again. But to answer your question in the modern era, I can't come up with, I mean, because I don't think Triple H counts as modern era. Yeah. But, no. But, but Triple H used to shine them up a little bit too. I mean, the match with um, in the in the Eliminator Chamber, with um, Shawn Michaels when it came down to him and Michaels before Michaels beat him. Oh, two there. Yeah, I mean they just talked about it on. Um, they just talked about it on. Um, Bruce, I think I think it was uh, Tony's bonus match this month. Oh, Tony's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and 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 so I don't. So I'm just going when he says this era. I can't think hard. of any it's other. Hard. It's hard. I can't. I, Cause Cause I was trying because I was trying to think about it too, but I'm like, I. I don't I watch a whole lot of WWE, but I even went back to it may be totally like obsolete, but I was even I don't thinking think, the Roman and um uh, I don't feel I Kevin don't feel Owens like Ro- feud. I don't feel like Roman shining them up though. No, you don't. 
I don't feel, I think hmm. Romans, Romans establishing that yeah, he's, under, he's, he's unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not shining them up. He's not shining them up before he beats them. Yeah, it's hard I'll with, the, I'll tell with you. the modern stuff. Now there's it's some hard. cheating. Now the cheating with the Usos is going on. Right. Yeah. That's. But, that's, but yeah. I just, and I'm not, and I, and I'm not, I'm not shitting on Roman Reigns because I think what Roman Reigns has got going on right now. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. It's good. It's good shit. Hey Dave, when you said, um, you know, making them look like a million bucks and then beat them, I thought you was talking about you and your wife. <laughs> she, she she makes you look like a million bucks and then beat you man <laughs> they don't get it they don't get any better than my wife no i know i, I mean, can imagine that, that woman puts up a lot of crap y'all <laughs> like mine <laughs> christ hey by the way uh i know we we usually she's talk kinda, about my go ahead dave she's kind of on punishment right now i'm a little jealous she went to she went to atlanta um, she was in Atlanta, went to Atlanta Thursday to hang out with her daughter. And Friday, she went to the World Series uh, Ooh. parade. Ooh. Went to World Series parade, and then uh, and then Friday night, she went to the Mercedes Benz Stadium and saw George Strait. Oh so, man! So you're not she's she's in the uh, doghouse. Well, then. let me be clear. I could I, I could give two shits about that parade. I hate parades. I but, George, but but George Strait's king. Yeah. <laughs> But no, she she videotaped a lot of it, and I've got to see it. So I could have well, I could have gone if he if he'd have been performing on Saturday, I could have gone. But going Dave, to Atlanta for a Friday concert, I couldn't make it. Yeah. I know you're a Texas guy. You like your barbecue. I've got me some a rack of baby back ribs, dry brining, and a brisket and a wet brine ready to throw in the smoker in the morning for the Bengals game tomorrow, baby. There you go. Oh. I love some brisket. I love ribs too. I'm just burnt out on. Them. So, so yeah. your heart attack will be about what, like six o'clock tomorrow, Justin? Yeah, maybe. It depends on if the Bengals win or lose. Well, either that or the the ribs. Either one is going to get you. But, <laughs> uh, but honestly, Dave, I, that'll that'll close up shop with those questions. But Dave, just thanks okay. so much for coming on. I know well, we, I I can speak for myself. I can't speak for Justin, obviously, but uh, I try to. Um, but really, do appreciate you coming on. This is definitely a long time coming since the last time you were on with me and. Uh, definitely great to have you get insight into uh, well, thank the you Flair I, and uh, Carrie's match. I, I appreciate you having me on. I've enjoyed talking. I mean, I could talk for days about world class. Uh, it's the best. We'll time have I'm, you back best, on. We'll do something else. We need oh, come, yeah. we, next time. My mom, we need to go watch that Carrie Matt, that Carrie Von Eric versus Harley race match. Yeah. Just for contrast. And nobody ever talks about that. Right. I mean, normally world class's jump on point is Christmas night when the cage door was slammed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's everybody's narrative. There was, and um, but that that build up because I mean, there was a bounty put on Kerry Kabuki Kabuki hurting. Um, I didn't even understand it at the time. There was a the check. Uh, there was a, like they produced a check that Gary Hart got from Ric Flair. For, pay, for paying the bounty on Kerry. Yeah. And, and Gary Hart tried to say, no, um, I bought a station wagon. <laughs> and then a little later in the interview, he mentioned that he bought, it was Cadillac. And then the mer- announcer said, Cadillac doesn't make a station wagon. So I mean, <laughs> they caught him in a line. It was so cool. Uh, getting to uh, bringing that whole thing up. That, and then um, having a contenders match with um, Kerry and Harley to, to see who was going to go for flair. It was awesome. Mm. 
But uh, well, what are uh, what are some ways people can get a hold of you, follow you, take a look at uh, your videos of your great uh, your merchandise? Well, the the Twitter you catch me on Twitter at Palm Water Dave. Um, You've had so many nicknames. When I first met well, you, you were Super Dave. I know it. And then you went. Then what did you go to? You went to something else. It was no. uh, Super Dave. I feel like there was something in between Super Dave and Pond Water Dave. No, no, I've always been Super Dave. Yeah. And uh, when Conrad Conrad started the Pond Water Dave, he was talking to Tony, and just out of the blue, because I always post pictures of my pond. I'm really proud. I live on 18 acres of land, and I've got a pond, and that, the pond's why I bought the place. And I'm really proud of it. It's my now I can go out there and just look at the water. It, it relaxes me. But yeah. I'm always posting pictures. So Conrad and I work for Frito-Lay. And uh, so the hot, those che- hot Cheetos. The hot Cheetos. <laughs> Conrad always says, what's your number one product? So said, hot Cheetos. The fucking hot Cheetos, man. Hot They've Cheetos. taken off. They have taken so, off. So he just out of the blue tells Tony, he said, you know, Super Dave doesn't think he can get COVID. And Tony goes, really? Why is that? He goes, because he drinks palm water and eats hot Cheetos. Yeah. And they, I don't know if they actually said palm water, Dave. Right. Or, but it just, I mean, once it was, I think it was mentioned and I was, and I was like, I got to thinking we're doing the sad news bears. You can't do, if there's any merch involved, you can't do super Dave because super Dave doesn't belong to me. Right. Right. And when Conrad gives you a nickname, why not run with it? And I decided yeah. to, instead of, instead of fighting back, I don't want to be Palm Water Dave. Because and, and we gave you a new nickname. We gave you the Little Enforcer. There you go. That's your, that's yeah. your nickname here on well, the show. The Little one time, Enforcer. One time JR said it sucks Palm Water. So Chris McDonald clipped that and then like did a little thing and put it in our group. And it's like, JR goes, sucks Palm Water. And then had a picture of me smiling. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta get that on uh, like iTunes or something for a uh, like a text tone or a ringtone. Sucks pond water. Sucks pond yeah. water. That's all you hear when somebody calls you. But that's what. And I just I just ran with it, and yeah. we got um, it's just an opportunity that I could if to promote I could promote a little merchandise if I wanted to, like when when Conrad did the um, the April Fool's joke where he just did a bunch of commercials. But then he yeah. did like a doo-doo trucking commercial and then he did the come on down to Palm Water Dave's yeah. right nine and I remember that. Yeah. So I came up with these little jars <laughs> that I'll actually put palm water in. And I thought it was a great, it was a great little, a great little gimmick idea. Yeah. So that's why I went with it. But I mean I'll always be Super Dave. But unfortunately, the Super Dave story is tied to being shy. And yeah. So getting away from that, I mean it's a cool story and everything, but you're lucky to be alive. I mean, that's for yeah. sure. Well, that's true, yeah. but but I can distance from that now and kind of put it. But you're you. but you're lucky. To, I don't think that was the only time in your life you've been lucky to be alive. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> you just don't know, man. You just don't know. <laughs> there's there's not there's not enough time in the day to go to go through all those stories. That'll but. be on the next show. Yeah, right. But the time that I've, Dave got. I've been lu- I've been really lucky. I've had a lot of experiences. A lot of crazy stuff happened in my life. I'm a very blessed man, though. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm 55 years old. Men in my family don't normally live this long. My family's great. But my health is great. Um, 
I just got minor aches and pains, but the pain still reminds me I'm alive. Great friends, great friends. Um, I, I mean, I couldn't ask for more. Well, I know I consider you a friend, Dave, and it's great having you on here. We really appreciate you coming on here and taking the time and, and going over this. It's, it's not too often you can watch a match from 1984 and be talking with someone that was there. Um, so it was really a fun time, and we appreciate it. Well, I, I appreciate y'all having me on. And anytime y'all want me to pop on, I'll be glad to do it. I've got 40, almost 40 years, 30 what we got? What are we on now? If it's fix me, I'm next year probably 39 years of wrestling memories. There you go. I've been to some really, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to attend some really, really cool events over the years. Awesome, man. Yeah. And you guys, uh, just to close shop tonight, just follow us on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. He's at JD 2040. Everything's right there. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're hearing this great podcast. Check out Pond Water Dave. Give him a follow. Definitely. Definitely a good follow. You get to see all his great uh, wrestling memorabilia that's behind him. He always takes videos and posts them and pictures. And, and if, if you want to see the videos of my collection, you can go to TikTok, Super Dave 39175. And they're, and they're all like videos of like four foot tall because his grandkids take the videos because he has no idea what the hell he's doing. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, seriously, go give him a follow. And uh, we appreciate you guys for uh, tuning in this weekend. Justin, I believe we are going to be, I think we should probably tell the good folks what we're going to be going over next week, right? Oh, Just, go ahead. Because you have no idea either, do you? Yeah, because I don't know. So yeah, I'm, you don't I'm know. finding out with them. <laughs> So next Can't week, wait. yeah, I can't say you don't even know until I send you the stuff anyway. So what the hell? Right. And you, and then you remind me to put the other stuff in there. Anyways, <laughs> we're ranting at this point. Ha ha. Uh, so next week, we're actually going to be going over uh, Survivor Series 2002. So, okay. like I said, follow us on Twitter. Make sure you uh, check that Teams out. Teams of five strive to survive, pal. Are Every you guys plan on going to WrestleMania? I don't think I'll be able to make it. I am. Uh, no, I can't either. Because that's what that's where the hell is it? It's uh, Dallas. It's in Dallas. Dallas. It's down there by Pond. Well, actually, Michael Amend, you know, Michael, uh, Dave, the lawyer, Mike up there in Oklahoma was he's he was planning on going and he was going to get us a bunch of hotel rooms. And we all just kind of fizzled out and said, we're not going to go. So sorry. We thought about it for a minute. <laughs> For a minute, <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah, make sure you follow us. You get all those questions in just like Justin's favorite person, money, Mike, and all the rest of these great people that uh, listen to the show. So we'll uh, take it easy. We'll see you next week. Justin, you got anything to say before we close shop? Uh, no, just please. God Bengals don't play like last week and win tomorrow for the love of God. Who day motherfuckers. And as always mount up bills, mafia. <laughs>